Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, Monday, November 27th. It's already almost December somehow. Um, hope you are all doing well. Clay and I both back from a long adventure uh, to climb a pledge arena. How are you doing today, Clay? Uh, Parker, I'm doing great. Happy to be home. Happy that we we both witnessed a win. Too bad it was the only it was a the one win sandwich between two losses. I know we'll get to it, but there is something cool about uh, this is my first experience. Unlike you, my first experience cheering on the Canucks in an opposing arena, and maybe it helped that we won five one. But I loved it. It was amazing. I loved it. It is being the enemy yeah. is so much fun, and we were like we because. Uh, I went down with a few friends and we went to the Seahawks game the night before and yes, the Niners fans there of which it was probably a similar ratio of 49ers fans at the Seahawks game as there was Canucks fans at the Kraken game. Yep. Um, and the amount of fun that the 49ers fans were having while we are all just miserable and, and <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, I guess we're just going to sit here and, and have a beer and, and be sad that our team's losing uh, to go and be, you know, to be loud when the Canucks score and 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 get excited and get a Go Canucks Go chant going in an opposing stadium, it's a blast. Um, it, was, it was it was an absolutely great time. And I'm glad to know that the Canucks actually win when you're watching them away once in a while. So that's that's good. That's yeah, yeah. My my history, well, at least from last year, wasn't great. Um, but I, yeah. it's it's been better in the past. I mean, I've only been to I think. Yeah, I, I've, I think they've won two away games I've been to in the past out of like six. So it's not brutal, but not, it's not terrible, not but now we're up to like three of seven. So one more, <laughs> I now is the good time to go to Edmonton while yeah, they're yeah, struggling. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then, uh, and even it all out. By the way, is there anything at the arena? I know we'll get into this, but uh, is, is there anything in the arena that you noticed this time that you didn't notice the last time you were there or same old, same old to you now? Other I don't know. I was in really nice. <laughs> yeah. I was in, I was in better seats this time. Yeah. Um, Cause the last yeah. time we were there, we were upper bowl kind of in the center, but hmm. we were, uh, I don't know. You were sitting in the, in the same corner as I was just upper bowl, yep. but yep. on the other side that you could see, that's where all like the owner's boxes and stuff were along the top. Mm we were like above that like behind that in seats so we actually could see the catwalk behind all the owners boxes so we actually i remember oh, last wow. year we saw francesco walking <laughs> walking down the catwalk um so that was a nice little easter egg that i knew about but <clears throat> no it was uh it was nice to be uh, on the lower concourse yeah. um for yeah. this one and uh no it's just it's it's such a nice rink it's so cool getting in there and like it's like all right you are at the top like you have to go down yeah. to get to everything um, yeah. it's a very, very, very nice arena. And one thing I learned, and I did not know this from the, the first time I went in the playoffs uh, last year was the, the, the main escalators, I was told by Canucks, uh, sorry, by Kraken season ticket members that the escalators go down only from up to down from uh, before the game and in the first intermission. And then halfway through, they switched to going from down to up for the second intermission and after the game as people have to leave. So if you need to get down, uh, sorry, up during the, before the game or in the first intermission, you have to take an elevator. There's no escalator or you take the stairs, but I obviously oh. had mobility issues. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. I didn't notice that, but it makes sense. Cause I think I went yeah. up the escalators that I went yes. down at the start of the game. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Yeah. What so a, a little tidbit fun for... fact. Yes. There you go. <clears throat> um, so that was the highlight. <laughs> the last week for both of us, I'm sure, um, because the Canucks uh, sort of, you know, had a had a tough one handed to them by uh, by Colorado in a game that 
I think I was a lot harder on them on than most people were. Mm. Um, and then obviously they, they beat Seattle and then they, uh, there's the game two nights ago, Saturday night against San Jose, um, yeah. which they did find a way to lose. And I missed the third period of that one, which, um, you know, maybe wasn't the worst thing. Um, but yeah. we will, uh, we'll chat, we'll chat about those three. We've got uh, some games to preview here uh, as yeah. the Canucks are back at home for, what is it, six out of the next seven, something along those lines? Seven yeah, out of the next two eight, than, it looks Yeah, two like. than one than five, I think. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so they get the Ducks in Vegas at home, and then they go on the road to Calgary, and they come back for a five-game homestand before going out to sort of the Midwest for yep. a road trip. Um, so this this has to be nice for the Canucks coming up, and, and again, we'll preview all these games, but... No back-to-backs for a while. No back-to-backs yeah. until December 16th, 17th. So they have this this you know, big homestand, and they go on the road and immediately play back-to-back days. Um, <laughs> and they're both day games, too. Um, right. But that's, that's for us to cover in, like, two weeks. Overall, though, Parker, just before we go into the individual games, um, we, we know that them and Seattle, they had played the most games coming in today of, of any team in the NHL. Yes, 11, whatever they, they said, 10 or 11 games in 16. That doesn't sound right. 7 and 11, uh, whatever it was. It seems like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it was and, 11 and 17 or okay. 10 and 17, I think, maybe. And that's a lot. And then, you know, three out and four on the road. You usually get back to backs at home, not away. Not a lot of travel, but there's still is travel. So, uh, Tockett's been really good about not using it as an excuse, but he, he's not afraid to point it out either. Uh, but then he'll, he'll be quick to say every team goes through it at different times in the in the season. But we, we've talked about him here that the Canucks, just by virtue of geography, have some of the toughest, if not the toughest, travel in the entire league. Yeah, and the injuries haven't been helping. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of couple of key guys going out and, and sort of having to rely on some of those bigger names. And yeah, there's no, the, it's not an excuse per se, but it's a factor. Absolutely, yeah. right? Um, you know, you look at the, that game against the, the Sharks is a big example, right? They come back from you know, the, a bit of a weird travel where they have to fly from Vancouver to Denver to Seattle, and then they have to fly from Seattle to San Jose <laughs> after this game. By the way, this game ends in Seattle at like 945. I don't know yeah. if you if you guys know where. I assume they would fly out of SeaTac, right? Well, yeah, they must, yeah. And that's not close to nope. where the Kraken play. It's Kraken play in like North Seattle. SeaTac is basically in Tacoma. It's it's south. Another oh, a good like, yeah. It's a good like 35-minute drive yep. or so. Yep, and then they apparently they couldn't even fly into San Jose. What? There was a um, there's like a noise restriction in the city of San Jose, so you can't fly in past a certain hour. So they had to fly in. I don't remember exactly where they had to fly into. Um, I want to take a look at a map so I can guess. <laughs> um, but I remember them saying I don't remember if they had to fly into like. Fremont or something <laughs> like some some suburb of San Jose essentially uh and then take the bus from there to San Jose what and they they didn't get into their hotel till like 2 3 a.m is what I heard um wow. so again it's not it's a t- thing that you know teams have to go through but you know it's a it's a bit of a, an extraneous unfortunate bit of scheduling that if they had played any team other than the Sharks no one like people would have been like ah you know they're on the second back to back sort of scheduled loss yeah yeah, yeah yeah but it's the sharks they're like hey well you should find a way to win that anyways um yeah. but you know they were they they had a bit of a a tough a tough situation there is flying on the same day a no go zone or is it just uh, it's not preferable so that's why because why why don't you just sleep in seattle 
get up and I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's uh, I I I don't know. I think it's a routine thing. Sure, guys like to to wake up in wake the up. city they're yeah. playing in. Good point. But, Good point. By the way, the Sharks are leading against the Capitals two one right now. So maybe the Sharks are going on a heater. Uh, and the Rangers, that game. Bruins, and Vegas Golden Knights all lost today too. Three of the top five teams in the league. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, so again, it's not an excuse. Um, but this when. When you take it into context of this team has looked pretty tired lately, like yeah. they haven't had that jump, that spark, um, and they've had it in some games, right? I mean, even their game against the Sharks that they won, they didn't look like they had it, right? It's just, mm-hmm. like, again, they were against the Sharks. Um, and that previous game against the Kraken, the game against the Flames, like the last couple of weeks, week and a half or so, they haven't looked great. Um, yeah. However, they game against Seattle, they looked really good, especially in the third period, which is when you'd expect them to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um but yeah, it should get a little bit easier. Competition doesn't really, but travel-wise, it gets a little bit easier for the next two and a half, three weeks or so. Good, good, good. Okay, what do you remember about the Colorado game? 5-2. Um, I remember being frustrated uh, because it was, <laughs> I mean, you look at it statistically, shots were 29-25 in favor of Vancouver. Analytics, I think expected goals were like 52-48, like, like uh, the deserved winometer for money puck, I think, was like 55-45 in favor of Vancouver. All of it was like, hey, the Canucks, most of the time, barely win this game. And, and if you want to look at it from a moral victory perspective, Colorado is a, is a, is a real good team to mm-hmm. win, you know, to at least have a toss-up of a game against. But, man, it really, I don't know, when I was watching it, I just, something felt off in the way that they played. Uh, and yeah. I, I felt like they had more in the tag. Yeah. And it's, uh, we can have fun as fans, Hughes versus McCarr or whatever, but yeah, this was a true test, um, against a really, really good team. You, a team that they're technically ahead of in the standings, but we know Colorado's going to be there all season long. Yeah. And I, I agree with you about that. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it about feeling off. It didn't feel right for whatever yeah reason. i mean i mean you look at colorado's uh, like the goals that they score right mm-hmm. that first one that is just a defensive mistake on the penalty yep. kill from philip Hronik by just standing yep. in the middle of the pass and, and not actually making a play on the, either the guy with the puck or the guy the puck's going to yep. um right that felt like you know a missed opportunity uh mm-hmm. the Avs second goal again it's like oh it's a shot that was tipped from the point but it was a minute after that power play goal like you you yes. shouldn't be on your heels this much and you know, you scored with three and a half minutes to go in the first period. You should go into the first intermission with a lead. You just mm-hmm. should. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be trailing uh, with three and a half minutes to go in the first. Um, you know, allowing two goals in in sixty six seconds. Yeah. Um, and then in the third period, you know, you get after all that, you get into the third period tied, and again, you have a shot from the point that gets tipped just because yeah. you know you weren't able to box the guy out in front. You have a big mistake from JT Miller uh, as the last man back, just getting it yeah. poked away by Kale McCarr. Yes. And, and then the empty netter, of course, is like right after they pull the goalie. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Pedersen tried to save it or something and it went off of him. Um, but it was just like, man, you, you had the chance to be in this game and you just, you know, you, you had mental lapses and, and Colorado took advantage when they had to uh, of those chances. Yeah, that uh, that what's his name? Tufty, Tufty. Yeah, that was a weird goal. Like I didn't even see 
Tufty's Tufty tip, tip it in. Like what, what happened there? Yeah, he must have got a piece of it. Again, even yeah. the replay, I can't you can't see it get tipped. It's a very yeah. weird one. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, it's a game where you take a few of those mistakes away. You take that heroic mistake away and that Miller mistake away, and that's a much different hockey game. That's too bad. Um, Miller uh, Miller's effort on his, the game Tangle was great. Remember, he went, he took the pass from Hughes and just went down the side and beautiful muscled goal. off Devontae's. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, he dropped the shoulder into him, played it off of his own sta- uh, own skate, yeah. just a quick release where the goalie's not set. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fantastic goal, and it's just yeah, it sucks that you know thirty minutes of hockey later, twenty minutes of hockey later, he mm-hmm. you know he got beat. Yep, yep. This is a team I like. Maybe I think it was. I must have tweeted this when it was one nothing Canucks or two two because I would never tweet this if the Canucks were losing badly. <laughs> but I said something like uh, a Canucks Colorado Western Conference Final would be awesome. It would be so good. Uh, it would be tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I know yeah, we, absolutely yeah, to, get, to get there, you got to get through. Yeah, LA is looking to be a juggernaut, Vegas. So it's going to be a dogfight just to get out of the Pacific. I get that, but uh, I can I can dream, can I? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, we're looking at it right now. The Canucks are are a pretty comfortable number three in yep. the Pacific, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You look at yeah, they're only two points back of Vegas, and and Vegas has only won three of their last ten. Yeah, right. Vegas is, you know, the, the Canucks are stumbling a little bit. Vegas is is on a different level. Um. So yeah, there's there is a chance to maybe get an overtake of Vegas, but again, I see Vegas as a team that's that's at the top of the division by the time we get there. Yep. Um, and LA is unstoppable right now. They've won five straight. They've won eight of their Nicholas. last 10, 13, three and three. I mean, you know, you know, they have three games in hand on the Canucks and they're tied in the standings uh, and they've allowed the least goals out of anyone by far. Yep. Uh, they've only allowed 47 goals this year. And this vaunted goal differential that the Canucks built up so well, they only have a three goal lead in that category on LA and LA has got three games in hand so they can easily easily make up even in one night they can make it up and not that that's the biggest stat but still yeah. it's nice to see the connects atop the league in that stat as well mm-hmm. and then yeah after that it's it's, it's a real drop off <laughs> and <laughs> and i mean look the canucks are like comfortably in a playoff spot and yep. we'll get to that after we get uh, through these games but sure let's uh let's go back to seattle okay <clears throat> oh yeah seattle um after a really tough night the night before uh, Thursday, uh, with the Seahawks getting it handed to them by the 49ers, um, in very sad fashion. Yeah. Um, me and my friends woke up on, on, what was it? Friday, just praying for a Canucks win. <laughs> like we hung over too, or no, not hung over. Yep. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> uh, the, the Niners scoring the amount of points they did did not help with that. Um, so it was, uh, you know, but it, again, you know, by game time, it, we're full systems go. We're fired up. We're excited. Yeah. Uh, and what a start to this game. Uh, Canucks take a penalty uh, and it's Teddy Bluger just, you know, putting the putting the foot on the gas, really. I yeah. mean, just perfect play to pick off a pass. Um, I don't know who that defense was that made that pass, but he's way too slow. Yeah, uh, Teddy Bluger, Teddy Bluger just burned on the backhand, just beat the goalie to the post um, and tucked it in, you know, yep. looking like but like the old 53 uh, yeah. for a moment there. <laughs> And right before that, just about 30 seconds before, I think Dakota Joshua, didn't he had a breakaway? And it was, wasn't that right in front yeah. of you? That, that's your, that was right yep. in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And Joshua didn't make any move whatsoever. He just kind of, he skated it straight and just shot it. And it uh, wasn't, wasn't the best effort I've ever seen. But it was nice to see Joshua is playing well. Bluger's playing well. The, that uh, the whole third line of Bluger, Joshua, and Garland are, are great. And great, yeah, great start to the game for sure. And it, you got the Canucks fans in attendance. I know you and I, 
were kind of guesstimating before we we went on air. I know some people that I was on the trip with were saying, oh, yeah, that was 35, 40, 45% Canucks fans. No, I think it was, as we talked about, 20 to 25%. We were just very loud. Yeah, the Canucks yeah. fans showed up. Um, yeah. The ones that were there, especially because I, I mentioned to you before, like we stuck around after the game for like, yeah. we probably stayed in our seats for a good 10 minutes after the final horn uh, <laughs> and like walked down to the ice and, and took some pictures and, and all that mm. stuff. And there was a lot of Canucks fans sticking around. Like we were high fiving guys 10 minutes after the game ended. That's at, like, awesome. in our, like at, still at their seats. Um, yep. So yeah, I think it was probably close to 25, but allowed 25. Cool. Um, cool. Cool. After this Bluger goal is when I tweeted out very smartly. Oh, just take more penalties then. Uh, <laughs> if it's going to go that well, uh, that was a mistake because <laughs> the Canucks <laughs> did take more penalties. Miller had a trip. Uh, turning penalty Myers got a double minor for high staking. Yeah. Uh, how about the Canucks PK though in this? Yeah, game? Uh, they yeah. were absolutely fantastic. They were, and maybe Seattle doesn't have the proficiency of a Edmonton or a Colorado just in the, in the talent, but yeah, the the penalty kill was 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 awesome. And then was it a power play goal that got disallowed by uh, Seattle for the offside? Was it a power play? Yeah, goal? yeah, I think it was on Bears, the Miller right? penalty, the first because yeah. the, it was shortly after the Bluger goal. I Correct. actually totally forgot about that. Um, yeah. yeah, they did have the the one, and then you know we're sort of you get you get you get it turned back on you, right? Where you're of just course. sitting there and everyone's standing around you, and you're just sort of hiding. <laughs> and uh, and then and then I sort of peek up, and I it's before anything's announced, but I see there, you know, the refs are standing at the penalty box, the door open. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on here? And then the ref says it's getting challenged for offside. I'm like, oh, it's coming back then. Like yeah. it just is. <laughs> they're not. Yep. They're probably not challenging it if it's it's not obvious. Correct. Uh, and it did come back and then it flips. We're all standing up cheering, <laughs> cheering on the officials uh, yeah. as a ref you suck chant uh, comes through, which was uh, which was very fun. Yes. And nice that we did not have to partake in that said chant because we were the beneficiaries. <laughs> so what else happened for the first? You know, maybe I'll wait till the end, but I'll, I'll just drop it here. A lot of like guys like Drance and others were saying that the Canucks, even in the post game with Tatakit, they were trying to say it was an ugly game or that they were almost lucky to win. I don't know. I maybe I was too happy to be there. I thought the Canucks were fine. They were they were decent. I, I think okay. the third period they turned it on though. I, I think okay. Okay. I think the first forty minutes it yep. was very like it was a little messy. It was a little okay. you know a uh, little sloppy here and there. But I don't think they played bad. Um, and then mm -hmm. yeah, they get to the third period and they they just put their foot on the on the gas and ran away with it. Yeah. All um, depth scoring too. All depth guys. Yeah, yeah yeah so second period um we get this uh this dakota joshua goal where the canucks just you know set up in the offensive zone you have guys like noah Juleson making nice passes uh and then garland just gets a bit of a shot off in the slot rebound comes right to joshua who scores um fun story about this one i i think joshua had a rush into the zone at the beginning of this shift, like okay. 15, 20 seconds before they scored this goal. I wonder if it's in the highlight, actually pulling it up. Uh, yeah. The highlight starts with him behind the net uh, in a battle. So I think he skated in with the puck. And the guy in front of me who we were talking to all night, the guy who got up at the second intermission and went and bought a Joey Decord jersey, um, <laughs> all the power to him in the world. Amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, he, is, he is like, I hear him go, like a little uh oh, and he like gives us a glance as as Josh was coming in. I'm like, oh, you don't have to worry about that guy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was the guy who scored. Uh, so it was uh, it was it was perfect. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, no, and um, 
Yeah, that that line is the one line that hasn't been touched, Parker. Like you know, they're bouncing Bovili all over the place. They're scratching Kuzmenko. Yet the third line that's supposed to be suitor between Garland and Joshua, but he's been hurt, uh, not coming back anytime soon. It's been Bluger, Joshua, and and Garland, and they've been great. They've yeah, been great. but it was actually Niels Oman out. Yes, I saw that. that this goal I saw happened. that. So he yeah. gets he gets the assist, and it was actually the yeah. third star of this game, which I thought was great. Yeah, on a day he signed a two year contract. Yeah, yeah, perfect day for him. <laughs> um, Crack can get one back. Uh, it's Cartier. Yeah, um, just a Rister uh, again, a pretty yeah. nothing play uh, in which Mikheyev wins a board battle. Mm. Uh, plays it up the wall, or not up the wall. He sort of plays it up the middle as Pedersen's floating towards the wall. And yep. it's out of Pedersen's reach. And it goes right to uh, the Kraken Demon at the point. They just come in, take a shot, and it goes in. Um, and I think I tweeted out, you just have to get that out at that time. Right. <laughs> because, right, yeah, right. it was just just a miss. Like, the only goal that they allowed was just a quick missed pass from McKay yep. to Pedersen that ended up just being a perfect play. Uh, what were the sure. Kraken fans around you at this point? Were they? Because at that point, it's anyone's game. It's only 2-1. Yeah, they they were excited. They felt they were back in it, and and again yeah. they 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 had the shot advantage, right? I think shots were like twenty one eighteen at that point, uh, or twenty one fifteen. I think it must have been because the Canucks only had fifteen shots yeah. through two periods. Have you noticed this this year that the shot clock is getting changed a ton throughout the game? Uh, they've made a couple, of, yeah, points of that on the broadcast for sure. They oh, yeah, they've taken I've noticed away a it a lot because I like to take notes as I'm doing my notes for the game, I write yep. the shots at the end of each period. And it's always wrong now because <laughs> uh, I just take them off the broadcast and I'm looking at this highlight when the Kraken scored, the shots were 1918. Yep. But this says the Canucks only had 15 shots through two periods. So they took three <laughs> shots lot. away from the Canucks yep. um, at some point there. But and it's funny when, when Seattle scores, uh, uh, well, or maybe maybe I was doing this too when Vancouver scores. So yeah, you're right. The cracking fans they stand up beside you, but they don't share. Then they look at you. They actually turn around and they literally <laughs> look at you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And like, what, what do you want me to do? And then I'm thinking, did I do that when they can I? Well, I'll get to this when they when they're piling on in the third period. My son Jacob, he loved it. He was just having the time That's of his life. And I also I almost felt bad. Maybe because I was the one sitting next to the cracking fan, so I was just kind of. <laughs> I think it depends. I, I think you build a little bit of a rapport with the people around you. The yeah. people to because I was uh, of our group of four. I was on the I was on the inside. I was you, like the okay. dead middle of the center of uh, the section. Right. So I was I was uh, I only had I had my guys on my right, and then I had two random people on my left. These two were very quiet and reserved, and like clearly like didn't they weren't at it that involved. I don't think they were standing with the crowd. Like they were just there to watch the game. Sure. Um, so I, so, and I, so I, I never said a word to them. Right. Yeah. But the guys in front of us, anytime that we would talk to each other, he would like look back and chime in, but he was a very fun guy. Like it yeah. was, it was all in jest. That's um, cool. So in those situations, like, yeah, we're, we're cheering, we're high-fiving and like, you know, he's given us crap when they scored the, the yeah. two goals they scored. And right. so, yeah, I, I think, you know, as long as you're being friendly about it, Truly. um, then yeah, it's it's all a good time. Yeah, you don't want to end up on one of those videos that get re replayed on Barstool or something like that, getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe in Philly you're you're second guessing a little bit, oh. um, but uh, Seattle's okay. Yeah, they're good. They're good. One um, other thing I'll say about Seattle fans, and I noticed this at the playoff game too, Parker, back in April or May, is uh, and I don't think we have a lot of Kraken fans here, so I'm not I'm not worried that we're going to offend them. You can tell they're a new hockey market still because even my son Jacob picked up on this. Even a simple play that doesn't look that dangerous, i.e. Uh, not even a three-on-two, an even man rush over the blue line or 
a nice um yeah a nice cut through the middle the seattle fans they get really excited and even a, a pedestrian point shot i noticed that that uh was it martin who's in net for us or demko demko that demko, demko. steered to the corner they like cheer like crazy like they thought they're gonna score i don't know I, I, to me it just seems like they're not there's not like they're not smart but they're still a very young hockey market if that makes sense that's that's yeah, my observation they're not as jaded as we are <laughs> maybe that's what it is um yeah, yeah no i i i noticed that too a bit right you have like yeah. a, a shot from you know the half wall <laughs> like oh and it would like go three feet wide and go all the way around the boards um but yeah i mean they're having fun yeah for sure for sure <laughs> i mean i noticed that i noticed that with with melissa <laughs> She'll be like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, that was never going in. Like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> that, that's um, so we go to the third period. Uh, again, two one game, really anyone's game, right? And then I'm, and you know, nerves are nerves are going a little bit here. Uh, and the Canucks decide that they are not going to make this one interesting. They are going <laughs> to go out there and, and take it to the crack. And I mean, you look at the shots. Shots in the third period ended up being twelve to two. Wow, uh, in favor of the Canucks. Uh, and it starts with uh, a Sam Lafferty goal, just a face-off win. Hughes, Farpoint, Heronic, absolute rocket that Lafferty yep. got a piece of um, to make it three-one. That and happened in the it. corner right in front of you, Parker. Did I didn't? I, I was there too. I didn't see Lafferty tip it the, the initially. Did you? Did you no. know? Yeah. No, that was a hard shot. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was hard to see uh, see everything sure. there. Um, and then a couple minutes later, you have uh, Niels Hoaglander just going in on a two-on-one great play by Niels Amon, by the way in in his own zone chipping it out Hoaglander just absolutely burns the defender uh who's kind of the last man back um chips it by and ends up being a two-on-one he's with yeah. who was he with he was with Garland I think okay. um and Garland doesn't really have like Garland's got a guy trailing him and who could get a stick in there so Hoaglander just shoots and it's a great shot gets it through yep. uh to make it 4-1 uh, and then very late, as it's essentially over, uh, yeah. Canucks, uh, as a power play comes to an end, Mikheyev has the easiest goal of his life, uh, just standing yep. back post. Uh, great pass from Garland through, uh, mm-hmm. and he gets a piece of it. Make it 5-1. Yep. And the one thing we forgot to mention, too, about Hoglander, he crushed Brandon Tanov in the neutral zone. That was, oh. that got the that got the crowd, but like the Canucks fans of the crowd, that oh. got people going. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Not hit. dirty. But not dirty, but oh, Tanev. It was hard. <laughs> yeah, Tanev. I was learning from the, my new Seattle Kraken fan beside me that uh, that Tanev missed the first part of the season. I didn't know. See, I didn't know any of this with that. Mm. And it looks like it's the same left foot that got hurt. So I don't. I don't know if he's yeah. played since then, or if Seattle's even played since then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a. It was what a, a hit! hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about Demko though? I mean, Demko very light night, twenty three to twenty four. If you yep. exclude the goal that went in, but it was offside, so it didn't happen. Yep. Um, so yeah, he's been you know a bit of a bounce back for him, uh, which yeah. was good because they've not like he's been bad, but yeah. you know he hasn't been as fantastic as he was to start the year. Yeah. Um, so that got him back up to a nine twenty five, which is nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, because I think he was down in like the nine high nines, which isn't bad, but he's been very like on off. Right. You look at his last five. He had the game against Seattle nine fifty eight. Then that loss to Colorado, we had an eight thirty three. Right. Four Ooh. goals on twenty four shots. Then before that, San Jose, one goal on 28. Yeah. And then before that, eh, Seattle, four goals on 26. <laughs> right. Uh, and then before that, it was just a, a fine, you know, three on 33 against the Islanders that game that they yeah. won uh, yeah. two weeks yeah. ago. So he's been he's been a little on and off, but overall, I mean, still a great year so far. 
hindsight's always twenty twenty, and it's not like DeSmith was brutal against San Jose the next day. He, he wasn't amazing, but he wasn't brutal. We, I, I was sl- slightly surprised they went in that order. I, I thought, uh, I don't know, may, maybe you maybe you think Seattle's a harder game, so you play Demko. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I think they have enough confidence in DeSmith. I, I just thought you give Demko the game against uh, San Jose because he's he never loses to San Jose and. And uh, what you call it? He, his family's from that area. So just two small things that I thought maybe would wait the other way, but I don't know. Yeah, I my thought is that they wanted the extra rest to come here for mm. him instead of going, uh, you know, sort of having all those games that he played and then have like a couple nights off and then he'd play yep. the Saturday and then a couple nights off and then he would play the Tuesday. This way, he just he sort of continues this role of going, you know, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every two days, and then he gets just a, a you know four day rest essentially. That's um, true. One big rest. I that that would be my guess at least. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think they probably did think Seattle's the harder game. Um, sure. And maybe and maybe part of the th- I I don't think they think about this at all, but it's kind of it's you know a partial home game as well compared to the San Jose game. Mm. Um, like you'll have more fans in attendance, but I don't think they'd take that into account at all. Right. Fair um, enough. But nice for us at the very least. Yeah. So we're on a good mood. We think that we're the best team. In, well, I don't know what you're thinking. I, I thought they were the best team in the league. And then uh, all is well. We both get home safely on Saturday. And then we watched that debacle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this one was tough for me because I had a, I had my own hockey game at 10. Oh, night, you, which, you went back to back. Was- yeah, that wasn't that was a tough that was a tough one to get out of, <laughs> yeah. actually get out of bed for at yeah. 10 p.m. Uh, yeah. to go to that game. But uh, yeah, this one this one was tough. Um, this is a, a frustrating game to watch. Um, yeah. Again, San Jose is not good, and genuinely, the Canucks were the better team in mm-hmm. this game. Um, mm-hmm. Smith didn't have a great night. He allows four goals on 22 shots, um, and the Canucks almost brought it back. Um, but yeah, we'll start at the beginning. <clears throat> you have yeah. this uh, Emberson. Yeah, who's it's that always guy? The people, it's always the people you've never heard of. It, Ty Emberson, defenseman, mm. born in 2000. Guess how many career goals he now has? Uh, one. That is correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a face-off play. Uh, they sort of set up in the offensive zone. They cycle it all the way around. Uh, and he just takes a shot through six bodies, I would guess. <laughs> like... Mm you know a tough one and it's a great shot it's far post to smith doesn't get the arm up i don't think he figures it's going that far out it just is inside the post it is a good um, shot it's yeah. a great shot um and then the canucks they get a power play which is great for the canucks because they are they are power play merchants really mm. at this point in time uh and it is uh this was a a look at the and it, and it happened the game before and and we didn't really talk about it yet but uh the kuzmenko list power play well, that's right. Uh, Philip Philip Hironik is filling in on power play one, which is it's weird seeing Philip at the bottom of the faceoff circle. Yeah, in this highlight because <clears throat> he's because he's rotating. He's all good. Yep, okay. it froze a bit. I can still hear you. I see you. Yep, all good. Excellent. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> Canucks just gets set up. Hughes. Uh, Miller far one timer to Hronik and it just sneaks through. Um, honestly, didn't look like it was going to go in. It was a. It looks like he got five hole um, for uh, to make it one one. So the Canucks uh, in a very even first period, which is not what you want to see uh, against the Sharks, but it's one one and they're they're yeah. doing okay. And what was really nice, this was I think this came about a minute and twenty into the power play, but the Canucks completely 
dominated the Sharks during this power play. All five guys rotating, keeping it in, one-timers, seam passes, drop passes. Everything was going well, and it just seemed like a matter of time. And that that Miller pass to Ronick was from from one side to the other side, and yeah. that's how like, that's how confident they are right now. And poor Petey's getting cross-checked into the net <laughs> as the goal's going in. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, it feels like right now with this Canucks power play, mm-hmm. um, it really feels like you know if it's going to go well in the first fifteen seconds. Yeah, like they yeah. either. They either control and dominate for a minute and a half on the power play, or they can't enter can't the zone. It. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is one or the other. So if they win the face off and they get set up, you know, hey, there's gonna be there's gonna be something happening here. Uh, but if it gets cleared right away, it's probably not gonna work. Yep. Uh, I think they just need to work on the entry. I, I think that's <laughs> you know uh, something they're struggling with. But uh, either way, second period. Um, you get, uh, the sharks striking first, honestly, not much happening for like 14 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you have this weird goal. Uh, all right. So it's essentially Zetterlin sort of sneaks away in the slot. Um, their high slot, I guess Garland tries to block it, doesn't get there. And it just trickles through, Yeah, just trickles through. Um, so that one hurt Uh, again, the period. Yeah, what I remember about this one, Parker, is uh, they made a big deal on Twitter is I think Myers or someone had a chance to clear and they iced it instead. And that's why you had this yeah. weird combination of Neil Zaman, uh, Connor Garland, and Eli McKeough out there, which in theory doesn't make sense because that's three different lines. Usually, I, I get a, a, you know, a mixture of two different lines out there, but somehow you had those, oh, maybe they just, I don't know what happened. But in essence, if you watch that replay, I because there's no chemistry between Amon Garland and and Mikheyev. They don't know. They're not used to playing with each other. They don't know who's going where. And that's why I think Zetterlin was so wide open in the middle. It's weird. Yeah, they had just come off a power play. That's okay. Um, that makes sense then. That the, makes sense. the power play expired 25 seconds before that goal. There you uh, go. And they had some time to move around. So yeah, yep. that, that was that was the miss uh, the mismatch. It looks like yeah, Oman uh, Oman and Garland got on. Um, yeah. I don't know if they were supposed to be on or whatever, but. Uh, sure. Yeah, Mikheyev was stuck out there. Sure. That makes sense. Thank you. Uh, Cox got it back, though. Uh, mm-hmm. 20 seconds to go in the period. Uh, again, on the power play. Always seems to work this way for the Canucks. <laughs> uh, just a, a nice shot by Phil Peronik. Yeah, he's got a he's got an absolute rocket. Um, I love shot, it. And he's shooting it from the faceoff dot, and there's a guy in front of the net. Uh, <laughs> and you see him just, like, dive out of the way, essentially. Uh, juicy, juicy rebound to Brock Besser. He has to reach back for it, but he's just able to slide it in. Um, yeah. Well, it doesn't get across. Um, so Besser's got 14 uh, and uh, Cox back in it. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, and pr- forgive me you said this. I was just checking something. Um, did the puck went off the goalie and then off Miller's shin, right? That's why Miller got that assist. Because Rona uh, takes a shot. Oh, I, I guess. Right? I guess I, so. Miller I, has assist one there. Yeah, I think goalie made a save and I think it went off Miller's shin <laughs> to Besser. If I'm not mistaken, uh, regardless, it was, it was nice. Here. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was earlier in the clip. Yeah, it did. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't actually a juicy rebound. It just went off the pad right into JT yes. uh, into his legs. And uh, yeah, Besser, a quick reaction to reach back and, and pull it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, not the so, fastest release, but a, a, a strong release. <laughs> yeah. And then here's where it gets frustrating um, because it's 2-2. You've been the better team all game. Uh, it's four on four to start the third period. Yeah, because uh, there was there was some roughing at the end of the second. Yep, and literally the Sharks win the faceoff back into their own zone. They regroup. 
uh, and Mark uh, Mikhail Granlin starts from his own hash marks and walks through everybody. And Philip Aronik, you know, we've we've talked a bit about his defensive struggles, uh, especially in that uh, that Colorado game, um, that uh, that power play goal that he allowed, uh, essentially. Um, not great because the guy was going right at him. I mean, yeah, he was going to maybe come in a little bit more, but he was more playing the left side. It was it was essentially a one on one at Heronic, and and he just burned him. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah it's that's uh, a tough start. But it's weird. Like if you're four on four, you usually man up, right? So both neither Miller or Besser decided to check him <laughs> coming out of his own, and then he split. He split Heronic and Hughes, right? Yeah, it didn't. He didn't really split her. I mean, he technically did, but the way yeah. he did it was go right at Heronic. Her, her, you know, Heronic misses the poke check. Okay, and and Graylin just sort of burns him to the inside. Fair so. enough. And you know how we always used to joke around about all the Canucks pluggers being a sea of Granlins. So I heard on the radio today a good one. A guy wrote in and said instead of the sea of Granlins, it was Granlin parting the sea kind of thing. Yeah, that was that's, that's good. not bad. Not bad. Uh, and then they get a power play out of all yeah. of it. Um, and then they just, uh, you know, it's four on three. It's not something they practice a bunch, I'm sure. Um, but yeah. Granlin finds Hoffman in front. Uh, Ian Cole is not playing to him at all. Yeah. Um, but what he is playing is the puck into his own net. Because uh, <laughs> the rebound comes out and Cole, I guess, tries to like lift the stick or knock the puck away and ends up really just shooting it into his own net yeah. um, to make it 4-2. Yeah, that one sucked because um, I know Herodic uh, and Miller w- were with Cole. It was a three-man. And usually you do a triangle, one up top, two in the bottom. And for some reason, if you watch the replay, both Miller and Herodic end up high. So it, it creates a two-on-one down below. It's not even it's just yeah. a one-on-one. Uh, but Cole was, in essence, the only one back there. It was That was a tough one. Yeah, it's it's a it's not a good setup even because even if Granlin doesn't go to Hoffman, who's alone in front of the net, let's say he yep. goes to the other side or to his own side, then – well, he can just either play it. What does Ian Cole do? Does he just lie down and pray that the puck hits him? Because uh, it's either, oh, he walks in and is in by himself on the goalie or he sauces it over to, to Granlund uh, or sorry, right. Hoffman. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, even if that puck didn't go there, it's like, yeah, you just can't be two on one. And again, that's if if you're going to have two guys low, Philip Peronik going to be one of them, right? It's going to be Harlan yeah. and Cole, not JT Miller. You even yeah. see that pass from Eklund up to the point. They're yep. in this triangle. Heronix steps up to Kalen Addison. Um, and and that and he lost his man. And yep. uh I agree. Yeah. Yeah. For how good Heronic is offensively, he's been struggling defensively. Um, yeah. and with how thin the Canucks defense is right now, uh, they need him to be better. Yeah, you, you usually don't notice his def- oh, sorry, you notice his 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 uh, mistakes, but they're not they don't in their defensive end so much because they're so good offensively. He was in Heronic being amazing on the offensive side. So the more you need those those few times we are playing defense at, or maybe killing penalties, you need him to be to step up, and he's not doing so just yet. And I know it's early in the season; he's still going to get his fat contract. We still need him because we need a, yeah. we need someone good on the right side. But yeah, you would love him to clean up those things up a little bit for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. So Canucks are now down two, and look, if there's any team they're going to come back down two against, uh, <laughs> with a whole third period against, this is you know they're not out of it. Um. And they get one back. They, you know, Rick Tockett, after the aggressive net pull did not work against Colorado at all, right. uh, he goes back to it. They have three and a half minutes left or something along those lines. He pulls the goalie uh, and it works almost immediately. Uh, Patterson throws it to Miller down low. Miller does that little sort of 
um, you know, where you get the back to the goalie and you just sort of pivot and try to, you know, jam far side, uh, goes off the toe, goes right to Besser, who, you know, he's not missing from there ever. Mm -hmm. Um, so he just goes down one knee, fires it in and, you know, that gives him the NHL leading goals. And it also brings the Canucks within one. Uh, I was not watching at this point though. Uh, right. so I don't know what happened game. for the last three minutes. I was in the car. Um, so, uh, if you want yeah. to cover the last three minutes or so, I'll let yeah, you well, the Canucks, they, uh, they, so when best scores, there's three ten left. So obviously you don't have to pull your goalie for three ten. You, you got to within one, you wait till a minute and a half or so they do so. And uh, San Jose has at least two distinct chances to hit the empty net and put the game out of reach. And they, they miss both of them. One of them was from their side of center. One of them wasn't. So one ice and call in there. And the Canucks basically for the entire two and a half minutes played uh, their power play one unit, Miller, Besser, Pedersen, Hughes, Hronick, and Sam Lafferty, which I'm, I want to get to. That's the question I want to ask you, Parker, in a second. And they get a few chances. They set up a few. San Jose, to their credit, they blocked a lot of shots because at that point, you're just piling everyone in the middle and, and hope that. Uh, and they were like, eating shots off their arm, their leg. And it was, it was, it was relatively exciting. You, the, you felt like the Canucks had a chance, but it was all for naught. So my question to you is, is assuming you go PB1 plus one, it should be Lafferty or wouldn't you want a McKayev out there with his hands or Garland with his hands or Joshua with a bigger body. Uh, I know Lafferty's got speed and he can retrieve pucks for sure, but he doesn't have the best hands. So I don't, I don't know if that was the best choice. Yeah. That's not, not why they it's, lost, but yeah, it's tough not knowing who was on the ice prior to that. Um, mm. You know, was Hoaglander not an option? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's that, a great option. That would have been my pick personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, Lafferty's been good. Um, Lafferty also, like Hoaglander, did have a goal. Uh, yeah. oh, sorry, this, I'm looking at the wrong game now. Um, <laughs> look at the previous game. Yeah. Uh, either way, though, yeah, you would think you would think there might be a different option. I mean, Lafferty, yeah, Lafferty played 16 minutes in that game, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is quite high. And, and yeah, Pedersen had to play 24, like by wow. far the most of the forwards. Uh, and Hornick and Hughes basically played 30 apiece. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense because Freeman got the. got a a 10 um but yeah it's uh you know you'd think there should be some better options and with the amount of fire the power they have but again the the five that are out there if you know even without lafferty should be able to to score a decent amount of times yeah that's fair so i know we both predicted either two and one or one oh and one oh sorry one one and one we knew the colorado game would be tough and then maybe they win or lose one in extra time but yeah, they went one and two, which is, is not great. Not great. Especially when yeah. San Jose was one of those three teams. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now the excuses end, right? Yeah. Okay. You've been, you know, you started off very strong. Uh, you, you hit a stumbling block, right? Yeah. Uh, the last, the last two and a half weeks, really like going back to that, that Maple Leafs game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about before that, that was the, you know, they, they had that five game winning streak. They beat the, the Oilers six, two, they shut out the stars, which is huge, right? That's three weeks ago now. Um, Ever since that Maple Leafs game, they've just been, you know, sort of win one, lose one uh, the, the whole yeah. way. Um, and, and yeah, fatigue, That was, it was a very hard stretch, right? And if there was going to be fatigue, that was the time it was going to be at. But now, now there's no excuse, right? You just had a two-day rest. Uh, the flight back from San Jose is not that long, right? They would have been in their own beds, you know, Sunday morning at the very yeah. least. Um, and uh, yeah, they've... They had, um, you know, Hughes and Hronick didn't skate today. They got the day off. Um, 
and uh, you go home against a very beatable opponent tomorrow. Uh, yeah, the Ducks, who have uh, they've lost six in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, they might be hungry, um, but man, you should be able to absolutely take it to this team because they uh, they've they haven't gotten a save even. Like with you know, I love John Gibson, but you know, eight two loss to the Oilers yesterday, five two to the Kings before that, four three to the Tabs, three one oh. to the Blues, eight two to the Avs. Um, they have wow. been they've been hurting. They so. Yeah, you have to, you know, that it's not a must-win game. It's never a must-win game. Uh, but the, if there's going to be a game that you win coming up, you know, especially with you at Vegas on Thursday, this Ducks game is, you know, your best chance you're going to have at a win this week. Yeah. And what do you think, uh, um, what do you think of the initial decision to bench Kuzmenko? And what did you think of the uh, decision to bench him for a second straight game after a 5-1 loss, but uh, with the absence of fresh legs? Yeah, five one win. Um, oh, sorry, five one win. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so th- I didn't hate the idea. I hated the idea of it because I was there. I was like, oh, we're not getting, <laughs> we're not going to see Kuzmenko over here. But uh, you know, I I really don't hate the idea of giving a guy a game off to you know just sort of recoup. Um, yeah. And Rick Tockett's earned more than the benefit of the doubt so far, right? Right. Um, so yeah, do what you got to do. Um, I didn't love it on the second night. Again, you know, you win, you keep the same lineup, but I mean, yeah. that's, that's pretty arbitrary in my mind. It's like, Hey, yes. give yourself the best chance to win each night. Um, yeah. Cause Mako had the rest, right? He hadn't played in three days. Um, he, he could have been a sort of a spark, um, for the other guys who were tired, especially if they did have that tough travel night, right? Like, yeah, yes. throw him in there, give him a spark, uh, see if you can get something going. Um, so I didn't love it for the sharks game, but I, I was fine with it for the, and that's not just results oriented based on the scores. Yep. Like uh, genuinely, yep. that was my reaction as it happened. I agree with you. In in theory, he's going to be motivated. You only need to scratch in one game. And if you are on back to back three or four and you have some tired legs, which I don't know if you know that, but uh, yeah, I know hindsight's twenty twenty. but I, this is a perfect opportunity where Kuzmenko could have made a difference in this game. Yeah. 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 So especially even like, just super situationally, right? Like how, how nice would it have been to have him out there with the net empty? Right, sure. Instead of Sam Lafferty, right? That's yeah. that's a good piece yes. to have. There you go. Um, so yeah, Ducks game against or get Ducks game tomorrow. One they got to win. Um, Vegas on Thursday, uh, and again, if we look at the standings, like wow, that's a pretty even matchup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which, it is. Who saw that coming, right? And and they're they're hurting a bit right now, right? Like we said, you know, they've won three of their last ten. Uh, they've lost their last two, um, including yeah, they lost to the Flames today. Um, maybe not really a good result for the Canucks, especially with that <laughs> game being a three-point game. But they lost to the Coyotes on Saturday. Um, they, you know, they lost to the Flyers last week. They barely beat the Habs six-five. Yeah, um, and they got shut up by the Caps a couple weeks ago. Like they're 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 fourteen-five and three, but though so they've lost eight games. Seven of those losses have been in their last ten. Right. This is wow. a team that started off so, so hot. And that's right. You know, just like, just like the Canucks, they're coming back down to earth. This should yeah. be, you know, if I, I don't have what the odds are for that game in front of me right now, but I would mm-hmm. imagine they're as close to toss up as they can get. Yeah. These should be two really exciting games because even though Anaheim's not the best, it's hockey fights cancer. And there's always a lot of nice stories that come out, emanate from the arena and, and players and whatever. <laughs> do you remember last year? I, it's not funny, but do you remember last year that Besser was going to get scratched? Yeah, it was, that was my Boshford project game. That was oh, a, that, that's right. Yeah, that was a that that was a big storyline. 
And then Joshua somehow got sick that day and he couldn't play, right? And the best was in the yeah. lineup. Wow. Yeah. Very Anyways, weird. Uh... So Hockey Fights Cancer, always a, a, a good buzz around the arena. So that's Tuesday, that's tomorrow night. And then, yeah, yeah. forget about the good start of Vegas. It's, it's defending Stanley Cup champions as well. Well, don't forget about it. Add it to it. So it should be two pretty um, cool nights in the arena. And then they, yeah, they bounce off for one in Calgary, right? On Saturday. And then back. Uh, yeah. So I'm just, I'm yeah. just looking at odds. Um, so yeah. for tomorrow's game against Anaheim, uh, the Canucks are minus 286 or sorry. The current is minus 245, which would imply about a 70%, um, 70% odds for the Canucks, which is pretty good. Um, wow. so, so we'll take that anytime. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know about the, the gold nine, but you have to imagine that's yeah going to be a toss up. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, the flames who have, they're better. Been, they're better. They, they've been rolling a little bit. You know, five, yeah. three, and two in their last ten. Not like they're doing fantastic, but they they beat Vegas in OT today. Yep. Uh, they absolutely took it to the stars on Friday. I mean, seven four, um, and that's right after they lost to the Preds, right? Uh, and then you know they beat they beat they beat us. You know, a, a week yep. and a half ago, right? That five two game. Um, right. So uh, again, a winnable game and one that I imagine being in Calgary. On Hockey Day in Canada, also probably pretty close to a toss-up. Canucks might be minor favorites in that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, odds-wise, Canucks probably are are favored to win the first one handily, favored yep. to eke out the Flames, and probably a toss-up against Vegas. Um, very real chance, especially with the rest that they had coming into this. Uh, very real chance to get you know two wins here. Pretty crazy. If you take three, away the. Yeah, you take away the Colorado game, uh, Parker, on Wednesday, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The Canucks would, would have played eight straight divisional games. That's nuts. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Kraken and Sharks aren't as important. I, I don't think the Kraken are, <laughs> are falling out of it a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Nice that they at least took one of them. Um, yeah. So the Kings. three games this week, and then they get another two day rest, right? When they come back from Calgary, they get nice. Uh, they get the Monday, Tuesday off or sorry, the Sunday, Monday off. Um, so yeah, fatigue, the fatigue excuse is off the table now. Sure. I was just looking, I had to schedule something for, for work on a Tuesday or Thursday, in December. It's actually starting this week. It's uh, four straight weeks of Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'll play Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, a lot here Yeah, uh, because yeah. they did build up you know, uh, build up a bunch of games. And for some reason, the NHL hates Monday night games, which is good for us. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it should be uh yeah. Fatigue shouldn't be a factor. If the Canucks can get back to the team that they were um, before the last two and a half weeks or so. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like that team, that team going against Vegas, the way that Vegas has been playing, I'd be like, all right, you know, they should win. The, they should win this game. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. but now I'm more of like, you know, 50, 50, yep. uh, but it should be a fun two one. and one, two and one for the week, two and one. I think two and one is, is a good bet. Uh, I All mean, right. I, I'm pretty sure they beat Anaheim and then something weird will happen. They'll beat Vegas and lose to Calgary, um, <laughs> which, you know, just knowing how things go here or, or they'll lose to Anaheim and beat Vegas and Calgary. Sure. Um, you know, something weird like that. I'll take it as long as there's one more win and loss, then I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll be very miserable tomorrow though. If they lose to Anaheim. Because I That's won't true. know that they're winning the Vegas and Calgary games. That's a great point. <laughs> Let's just win them all. Win them all. <laughs> Much easier. And you got game over tomorrow with Sam. Yes, Sam and I will do game over tomorrow. Um, I see. Don't it's you? good. I want to pick the ones that the Canucks are 
likelier to win. Uh, so don't you have, be... don't you have another one too? Cause I'm off this week. I don't have any game overs this week. No, I actually had a, a weird gap in my, uh, my game over calendar. Oh, um, I did a bigger gap so, then. Yeah. So I, uh, I think my next one is the wild game next week on the seventh. Nope. No, Tuesday that's mine. against the devils. The fifth. Ah, so the two ladies then, well, you're on tomorrow, but the two ladies have these three. That's right. Cause Sam, it goes Sam, Kaya, Sam, and then it goes you, then me. That makes sense now. Yeah. And everyone on Connects after why are these guys sorting out their game over schedules in front of us? Because <laughs> we um, want you guys to watch us. We want you guys to watch us there too. That's why. Absolutely. A weird, a weird one too. The, the game against Calgary is, I guess it is Hawking in Canada, but yeah, it's a seven o'clock start in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's They're a bump in an hour late. Yeah. Yeah. It's late. That's one, cool. Eight o'clock. So yeah, should be a good week. Hopefully, hopefully we can get a little bounce back. I don't love the five and five last 10. And the thing is the Canucks can do this for a while and be okay. Right. Yeah. I'd love to see if you're going to lose, maybe get some to OT. Uh, <laughs> they really yeah. haven't had much. I think what, only two games gone to overtime. One, one lost one. Yeah. We, yeah. We barely get there. We barely, we, and we're, we'd be an amazing overtime team. Look at our, look at our roster. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the OTLs uh, have not been piling up, but. Uh, yeah, Canucks have been uh, been okay. So good chance hey, Spartan, to bounce back. Yes, yeah, Spartan, thank you for the two dollar donation. Are we sure he's a hog and not a goat? He can be both. He can be a goat in the good sense of the word. So thank you, Spartan. And Jaskarin says, "I love you guys in Game Over Vancouver." Jaskarin, we love that you love us anywhere that we are pure. We appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, should we talk about Pew Suter? Sure. So yeah, not he, good. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be returning at some point, um, but now apparently he's had a setback. Mm. Not ideal. He, quote, still hasn't skated. Lower body injury. Now no time frame for return. Now, I hit it when it gets worse. I, would, I hit it when the prognosis yeah. gets worse. Yeah, things are supposed to heal usually. Uh. Um, now, this is not the worst case. Like, obviously, like of all the injuries that have happened in the last two weeks... Yeah. This, you know, Suter got hurt as Bluger came back. Niels Oman is coming in and, and he's looked pretty good so far. And he's now got a great chance to, you know, earn, earn a spot, not really a spot, but like shine in this opportunity. And then when he gets sent back down, he'll be the number one call up once again. Um, yeah. So good for him. And I don't think it's obviously a downgrade, but the Canucks bottom six has been playing good. Genuinely, yeah. uh, it's it's really been the top level guys that haven't been producing that much, right? Like Elias Pettersson yeah. and um, you know JT's still putting up points, but Kuzmenko, Pettersson, Mikheyev, Bovillier really haven't done anything lately. Um, yes. So Suter Suter setback means Oman gets more playing time, um, which isn't the biggest downgrade in the world, and especially with those Myers and Friedman injuries that we temporarily had, and neither of them missed a game last week, but. Uh, and obviously with Susie out, right? Those are the ones that are scary. The defense is is much more fragile than the forward group. Yes, yes. Um, did by the way, did you see when the uh, batch tweet out the lines, uh, the pairings? It says Cole dot McCord. So it looks yes. like Cole McCord. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, the having Suter hurt, it, it stinks from standpoint. I, I think there's only one game. Because Bluger started the season hurt, and then now then Suter got hurt. I think they only overlap for one or two games. I know it wasn't a lot, so mm -hmm. we haven't really been seeing 
the the strength down the middle that we were lauding for all offseason, PD, Miller, Suter, and Bluger. And yes, we're lucky that Lafferty uh, filled in for a bit. We're lucky that we have Neil Zaman. But I've even heard people, Parker, talk about when Suter comes back, bump him to the second C and then put the 649, the lot of line back together. And then and then you could run PD slash Miller, Suter, Bluger, and then Lafferty slash Oman. And like and I know that's really beefing up your your top six though. Yeah, and you might you can use that as a spark, I think. Sure. I mean, if we're still having these troubles with, you know, Kuzmenko and and you know, Mikhaev not producing as much here and Bavillier yeah. still not doing much. If some of these things aren't rectified by the time Suter does come back, mm. then you know, then we have some problems in general. And yeah, yeah. maybe you do have to go to that well. Um, yeah. And you have guys like you know PDG, who's uh, at least I, I didn't see the lineups today, but he was out of it. Um, Correct. He was the time. odd man out. He was. Yeah. 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 He so, he comes out because Kuzmenko comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. A, I mean, what a what a start he had to the season, but you know, just hasn't hasn't really been there uh yeah. lately dropped off a little bit for sure for sure should we do five minutes of questions before we wrap up sure let's all do right it. ask some questions everyone oh i don't know if we want to start with this one but he, he gave money so we should probably we'll acknowledge the two dollars thank you spartan <laughs> okay. um I okay, mean, good good the, catch the, this is your show yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it's there's no point it's yeah. so obviously not real <laughs> sure, i don't sure think we need to uh <laughs> uh acknowledge it but thank you, Spartan. Um, thank you for the $2. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, and and Peter sort of alluding to what you were just mentioning. Uh, would you guys shake up the top uh, six, especially to get the PD line going? That line's been struggling, and Patterson refuses to shoot the puck. If so, what would you guys personally do? Yeah, and they kind of have done this just by virtue of Kuzmenko coming out of the lineup. Uh, mm. Where would you go um, with that top six then? You mentioned the lot of line. Are you, you committing to something like that, or is that only if no. Suda would come back? I would love to see, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Besser with PD. So I, I would try, I would try a McKay of PD Besser, a Miller, um, Kuzmenko. Although I've, I don't think I've ever seen Miller and Kuzmenko play together. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or would PD you just swap Kuzmenko were that, yeah. were that pair, right? If you want right. to keep the pairs together. Yeah. Right. And you keep PD Kuzmenko together and you keep Miller Besser together. Then you can start to do something, but man, I'm like, who do I want with Patterson and Kuzmenko? Hoglander. Yeah, I guess so. Well, the thing that scares me is Hoglander has done so well in the role he's in right now yeah. that I'm scared that bumping him up, he might, you know, maybe that maybe that doesn't fit as well. Mm. However, for a game or two, yeah, let's run it. Right, he's been he's been very very good, and then yeah, yeah your second line, you put you put McKay of Miller Besser, that might be interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, yeah. And then the, I guess you go Garland. Yeah. And the bottom six is the same guy. Oh no. Hogland yeah. is in. So then that, that means Bovillier. Bovillier, yeah. Garland, Lafferty, Oman, fill in the blanks. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. And Joshua. Yeah. yeah. PDG. PDG. Yeah. If I was to shave up the top six, you're right. You're right about the pairs. Miller, Besser, PD Kuzmenko. So maybe the only thing you can do is, and I'd be fine with this, is try PD Kuzi Huglander and then McKay of Miller Besser. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that at all. Okay. Okay. All right. A lot of questions about Ethan Bear Parker. I know he's been skating in Kelowna. I know he doesn't have a contract. I know the Canucks uh, got to try and free up money, but you have a bit of money in, in Susie and LTIR. What do you think is going to happen? Is he coming back to the Canucks? 
Yeah, latest. So latest from Patrick Johnston was yesterday on Ethan Bear, okay. uh, and he says that Ethan Bear is aiming for a late December return oh. from shoulder surgery. Not necessarily to the Canucks. It doesn't specify that. Yeah, um, yeah but it yeah. does specify late December return, which is a month away. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and that really, you know, they might have Susie back by then. Like maybe. Mm. Like that's at the that's at the I think it was at six to eight weeks. And that was about a week and a half ago. So we, yeah. that would be like right around the start of that okay. um, uh, of Susie's sort of time frame to return. And I never trust that six to eight week stuff. Uh, <laughs> with Suter, I, it doesn't seem to happen all the time. So um, yeah, sign me up. Uh, just, like yeah. the, this team needs defensive depth. They have yep. the like once you get through that top six, it falls off a cliff, right? And now you start to have it's not terrible, but I don't need to see Noah Juleson anymore. Genuinely. Yep. Um, yep. I, you know, Hirose has been okay, but he's not the answer. And Cole yep. McWard is not the answer. Um, yep. Ethan bear is better than all three of those players. Yes. Yeah. Um, and guess what? You're going to have more injuries. Right? Yes. There's going to be a game where you have two defensemen out and you're yeah. going to have maybe Ethan bear and Noah Juleson and it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt as much. Yeah. Um, you know, they have, you know, they, they can make it work. Uh, just yep. make it work there. It's a free defenseman who wants to play for you seemingly. Um, yes. and, and would be an upgrade over Noah Juleson. Uh, yep. I mean, man, look at how bleak this would be without Mark Friedman, even <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, get these guys and, and take shots on them. And yeah, you get a Friedman who does better than you expect. Great. That yep. helps, you know, make up for a guy like Juleson, not being as good. If you can't bring Ethan bear back in and he's back to his full self. Great. Um, yeah. So yeah, all for it. On paper, it it looks really good. Hughes, Heronic, Susie, Myers, Cole, Bear. That's a pretty good. Uh, it's not amazing, but that's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, blue line for sure. Uh, it's at least average. Yep. Yep. And and that's all. Look, this this team's got a top ten <laughs> offense, a top ten goaltending tandem. Average yes. defense is good enough to yep. be a, a a good team. Maybe not a yep. contender, right? You know, defense wins championships. This team probably doesn't have it. Um, however, it, it, it's definitely a hundred and it's a hundred point team for sure on, on paper. Isn't it funny how after the six, we just mentioned, including bear, then you go, vroom, then there's Friedman, then you go, vroom, and then there's maybe McCord, Juleson, Hirose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Irwin, a real Irwin's not on. even, you can't even find Irwin. And then as we talked about and Will Allen, which who we both like, we, we want to see him, but who knows when that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to have not been really yeah. the, the top consideration. Um, yep. for that spot. So yeah, if, if they can add a free player, um, especially, you know, uh, you don't need any more up front really. Cause yeah, guys start getting injured. You, you bring guys like Oman and you know, you're, you're experiencing a drop off, but not a huge one and not really a, a, a game changer. Right. Um, cause these are guys that, that can do their job, but yeah, that defensive drop off is enormous. Um, I know. Yeah. Great point. Great point about the, the drop off. Not as not as pronounced in the forwards because yeah, there, there's double of them. There's 12 forwards versus six. And yeah, you, anyone basically from your 11th guy down to your 15th guy are kind of play the same roles and you can hide them. You can play them six, seven, yeah, they can play minutes. seven minutes a night. Yeah. Right. But it defense, sucks, you got to play at least 10 or 12. Yeah. 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 Otherwise you have Hughes and Hronick playing 29 minutes and, <laughs> and that's not sustainable for a whole season. Never. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Would you rather have Phil Kessel or Ethan bear? Which one's actually helping the team more? It's Ethan Bear by a yeah. mile. Yes. Um, yeah. It's again, it's it's who you're replacing uh, comes in just as much as what you're adding. Yeah, you got um, it. Well, 
Maybe they'll be our Christmas present. Ethan Bear. That would be a lovely Christmas present. <laughs> All right, folks. We're we're gonna wrap up there. Thank you very much for joining uh on this lovely Monday night. We got three Canucks games this week. Hopefully they go well. Uh Clay, any parting words this week? Well, Parker is glad to uh, share the same city as you on Friday night, even though we didn't get to hang out, but we saw Canucks win. And yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a good buzz around the arena these next two nights um, with the two games, as I mentioned. So um, good time for the Canucks to get on track. But we we talk about, you know, Canucks being off, off track and there's still seven games over 500. So I will take it 22 games in the season. Yeah. Hey, if you told me, hey, they'd be 14, seven and one or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, That's what they sure. are. Yeah. That's fine by me. Uh, even it's been a bit of a weird path to get there. But like we said at the beginning of the year, um, when they were winning, I was like, hey, keep this up as long as you can and build up that buffer. Uh, because, yeah, the athletic even remember, remember the before this sort of poor stretch, the Canucks were what, 94% chance to make the playoffs yeah. after this whole sort of win some, lose some stretch for the last two and a half weeks, still 95%. They're still uh, the model still getting 104 points. Yeah, they went okay. up because because you look at Edmonton right. falling further and further into the gutter the flames yeah. fell further and further right and uh, we're two the, weeks closer to the end of the season I get it I get it yeah that makes yeah sense. the Minnesota yeah. wild have fallen off the cliff and they fire their cut so a bunch of different things um a lot of and, cliffs uh, yeah yeah a lot of cliffs to fall off of and hopefully the Canucks <laughs> are not uh are not joining that party Thank you all very much. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, you can rewind back to the beginning or find it on your favorite podcast platform in a matter of moments. Make sure you're subscribed, hit like, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice as well. And we'll see you next week.